Hey yo, we about to tear it up. Yo, break for break, break for break, get drunk. This right here is how we do it. Break it down. It's the Breaking Atoms podcast. We break things down to the very last compound. My name is Summit, aka the potty mouth of the cell. And my name is Chris Mitchell, aka the actual factual. We got a living legend today, bro. Living in the flesh. Living in the flesh. Like Pete Rock and CL Smooth in the flesh, bruv. On on the top rope, bruv, ready to just bust a, a elbow drop on Relax someone in. Sorry on that, sorry on that, sorry on that, sorry. We're talking about K Night 13. Um I never had the 13 ever when I've spoken to before, so it feels a bit weird saying it. But he's a living legend, bro. And we're glad to have him on the show. Um, someone that we both highly respect. We both know through through um through different ways, I guess, we've we've met we've met this individual. Six degrees of separation, literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, definitely someone that we highly respect. He's a he's a music head, he's a producer, he's a goddamn good rapper. Uh, but he's yeah, one of the best. He's one of his producing team at the moment, and yeah, man, he's he's got an ear. He's got ear for good music, and and definitely one of those tastemakers. You know those back in the day, in it, we used to have tastemakers, in it, people who could you can go to and go, what do you think of this? And he'll tell you if it was good or bad, and give you some critical analysis. Yeah, he's, he's one definitely that. He's one of those mm-hmm. people. So now we're glad to have him. He talks um talks to us a lot about some of his production, um, his favorite producers. Um, I start swearing at people as I usually do. Um, you know the usual. Should we get into it? Yeah, let's do it, man. I'm right. ready, man. Let's oh, sorry, go, man. Sorry, you're just staring at me blankly like, you know. Like, nah, oh, bruv. Nah, bruv. I'm hearing it. I'm focused in it. You know what it is? Yeah. It's like when I'm on Zoom in it, man can stay like really still. Yeah. It's like when you know when I'm, in, when I'm in the barber chair and they're using the cutthroat razor, man turned into a statue, bruv. I've mastered it. <laughs> I've mastered it, bruv. Okay, fair enough. We'll get into this. This is K Night 13 Breaking Atoms Podcast. Check it out. It's another special episode of the Breaking Atoms podcast. And today we are joined by an accomplished producer, rapper, one of UK's finest and one of UK's finest. When I say that, he knows this. I've said this publicly before. I love this guy's music. I love him as a rapper. I love him as a producer. He should be held up there in high regard in in the history books. We are talking to one and only K Night 13. How you doing, man? Appreciate you, guys. That was a lovely introduction, man. Appreciate you. How are you guys doing, man? We're good, man. We're good, man. Good. You know how I feel about you, man. You know how I feel love, about you. Man. Love, you know what I mean? Yeah, your family, like for real. You come to my house and thing, you know what I mean? And eat chicken and that, and break bread and that. <laughs> do you remember? Do you remember? Do you remember, like when you used to come and do music videos for me? Like those yeah, were the days, no, man. Back in the day, hundred percent, bro, hundred percent. Come on, man. Come I, on. Come I can on. only offer you dal, bro. Like that's all I can give you, bro. I can't give you chicken, <laughs> bro. It's, it's... Yeah, he won't offer you no meat, no, no meat, no yeah, money, no nothing. Meat, just, just, just give you some dal. Just dal. I give you a pop of dal. Chickpeas, chickpeas, and that's that. it, bro. <laughs> just give you some raw chickpeas, <laughs> isn't it? Um, but no, listen, well, listen. I, I eat a lot of dal anyway, man. You know what I mean? You know the chili thing, set. Come on. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. That's true. Yeah. 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 Anyway, so K night. K night thirteen. You don't mind if I call you K night? Is that okay? Yeah, yeah, that's cool, okay. man. So let's let's talk about um, let's start present and we can work backwards and and we we'll, we'll go over. So uh, night four five, right? Yeah, the fifth in the series. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. The first one came out in 2014. Yeah. So how was it with you know this particular one? Um, you know, putting this together. It's, you know, it's going a long series now. Um, what, what made you decide you wanted to put a, a fifth one out? Um, and what was the process behind that? Uh, well, like, after I'd done the fourth one, I, I felt like uh, maybe, like, I just stopped doing, like, Nightfall beat series. And, like, if I was going to do another beat tape, it would be different. So that's when I started working on Clips on Nights. Um, but obviously I had to 
do a lot of record shopping to for that to even come about because you can't really get clips or like that. Do you get what I'm saying? Like all these other samples, uh, it's probably like another million people that sampled them out there because obviously sample culture and beat culture is like it's almost popular culture now. Do you know what I mean? It's like you can just go on Twitch now and you see someone making a beat. Do you know what I mean? So mm. um, I felt like it's good. Like I, I obviously, I, you know, I, a lot of people love the the series. But, you know, I didn't really have the thought to go back to it. But, you know, after a while, I just kept getting texts and like sometimes emails of people just saying, bro, we love the series. Like, when is it coming back? So I thought, why not? You know what I mean? Come back. And I'm personally, I feel like this is the best one. Um, also, uh, I really like how I went down the route of having more of an aesthetic attached to it. Obviously, all the artwork's done by Mark Day. Shout out to Mark Day. He's an incredible artist. Uh, but I wanted to like basically more animate some of his uh drawings and like do promo videos out of it like that so um just to catch people's attention that it's still out there do you know what i mean that like this this series is still going so um who knows if i'll make another one but I'm, I'm very like i've enjoyed this whole nightfall series it's something that came out of boredom um sometimes you send beats to rappers and they sit on your beats for for eternity you know what i'm saying they'll send you the tune and it don't come out for another three four years so I thought, you know, it'd be nice to just keep dropping tapes. And, you know, I see a lot of people do I, When I started doing Nightfall, I didn't even know that loads of people were releasing instrumental tapes because the only people I remember doing it back in the day was like Pete Rock uh, with Pete Instrumentals. And, do you know what I mean? There was like, you know, there was a few people like, you know, like to, uh, if you want to expand on it, I mean, I wouldn't call them beat tapes, but you had people like, they are beat tapes essentially, but people like, you know, DJ Shadow and... Um, rjd to the but they their stuff was a bit more expansive than mine mine's just head nodders you know i just beats that i had on my computer that i just threw on the tape so uh yeah that that whole series um i'm, I'm really like it and I, i'm i'm in talks with someone uh, i don't want to talk too much you know i don't want to materialize um, jeopardize it but about just sort of repackaging it and putting them all out on um on, on as physical so Done. yeah um I really did enjoy the whole process, and the, the the fifth one was really well received. Obviously, Bandcamp loved it as well. Yeah, yeah, was yeah. Really surprised by that because, um, you know, in the past I have sent a lot of stuff, and you know, uh, but yeah, so yeah, that's night four five. That's dope. I mean, uh, there's always a lot of soul in your music in this re- reminiscent in 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 all the Nightfall series, but particularly with Nightfall five, I encourage everyone who hasn't listened to it to go listen to it. It's on Bandcamp. Go buy it. Um, how do you? As a producer, because I'm always interested in the mind of a, of a producer. How do you go from someone like Yasmin, Yasmin's love to like the perfect Mexican? How do you, how do you, okay. how do you, yeah, how do you yeah. do, how do you make that jump to go there? Like, I'm really interested um, in that. Do, do you know what it is? I feel like before, uh, with, with Nightfall, because uh, all of the theme is music that you can bump in the nighttime. Do you get what I'm saying? But I feel like before I did more, there were some joints that were like, um, had more of a happier sound or like a more, but with this one, I wanted it to be more like just straight head nodders. Do you know what I'm saying? And um, I think with something like Perfect Mexican, um, I made that, uh, it was just like a loop, do you know what I'm saying? But it was like something that for some reason, when I, it would just pop up in my head everywhere I'd go. I'd be on a train or, and it would just pop up in my head. I'd be like, oh, you know what? I really like this loop, do you know what I'm saying? So that was more like, you know, uh, for myself. Whereas with Yasmin Love, I know that, you know, the beat freaks love like a dope piano beat, especially if it's got a groove to it, especially if the drums are a little bit lack and sort of sloppier. So, yeah, like, you know, there were different intentions with those beats. But um, with Nightfall, it's mostly just me giving you what I like or what I would listen to. So, yeah, that's those are the there's a link. That's that's the only link. 
there's no other link really. How do you title your songs though? Because I, because I, I know you personally, and when I see the song titles, right, I'm like, this is the kind of stuff Kane like says to me in a conversation. Yeah, like just random. Like, how do you how do you come up with the titles? Uh, I mean, okay, for instance, something like Yasmin Love. I think the tune I sampled was had Yasmin in the title, and it it it, it was like a very warm feeling when you hear it. Do you know what I'm saying? Something emotive, like like love. Do you know what I'm saying? So, but then like Perfect Mexican, for instance, like the way she's singing on it. Uh, me and one time, me and my brethren was just jamming, listening to it, and then he was just like, "It sounds like she's saying a perfect <laughs> like so." <laughs> That's why I called it that because we were just laughing before it didn't even have a title. It was just a loop on my computer. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, that there's no real like I, I did an interview one time years ago uh, on the first night for I was asked the same question and I was thinking, wow, people are really like thinking that I thought more into it than I really did. The, my thought process is more on how I want it to sound as opposed to the titles. So, and when you make as much beats as I've made, it's like you run out of like titles. You just put whatever. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, a lot of the yeah, time I when you. I make beats is I like night time when you know I'm like when I start getting tired I was just labelling anything do you know what I mean so yeah there's cool. no real significance to be honest I wish it was that way but you know <laughs> I know I know the um the producers are gonna ask so we have to ask what's your what's your equipment set up now uh, Ableton uh, SP three or three which I've had since I was like I'm my older brother mentalist he was the one that bought me it when uh in about 2005 maybe 2000, 2004 2005 and I've always used that, um, but I've been utilizing a lot more now. So just Ableton that and just a simple controller, do you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. I don't have like a push or anything like that. The only thing I really want to get is the SB44SX, which I will probably get soon. And I'll probably will get Ableton push soon, but um, What's yeah. the SP4XX? What is that? SP44SX, it's like the, so there was a SP44 before. So there's an SP303, which is what Madlib used to make like a lot. Is it a sampler or a it's drum a machine? It's a sampler, but the new SPs, they're like sound card, beat making machine, controller, all, all in one. So yeah, like um, but yeah, my 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 setup isn't that um isn't that savvy. I never be I always like to keep my stuff more simple. So as long as it like I can jig it in my head how I want the grooves to sound and all that. You get what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. yeah. Can I just say something about Ableton? Yeah. Fuck him. <laughs> He's a vulgar youth, you know. This guy is so vulgar, bruv. Like, it's, like it's, it's say, a joke. Um, I have no comment on that. <laughs> Man, man's out here trying gear. to get sponsorship. You know what I mean? He's trying to get some free equipment. Come on. I'm just, no, I've, on. I have no beef with him. I just wanted to say, I just wanted, <laughs> I just wanted to swear at someone. So I chose Ableton. Sorry. 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 Why are you so angry? K Knight, question for you. Because I know we've had these conversations, right? Your favorite producers and who inspired you? Ah uh, man, that's a long list, bro. All right, we got. I need I, you to pick three. No, I can't picking three. Okay, I know. I know two. I know two of your three already. If I if I have to put one in there, one hundred percent Madlib. Madlib is the. That's goal what I was gonna me. say. Love Madlib. Like he's to me like I'm, I'm to put Alchemist in there. Do you know what I mean? Love Alchemist. That was my second one. Mm-hmm. Um, Jay Diller has to be in there. But I, can I do a five at least? Go ahead, bro. Because it's, this it's, it's your show. There's producers that's inspired me with techniques. I'm, when I say like Alchemist, Madlib, and Jay Diller, those are like very different producers. Do you know what I'm saying? Their styles are all very different. Do you know what I mean? So it's like I admire that, like, you know, someone like Jay Diller would like make your head nod in every aspect. Of, you know what I'm saying? Or like he would, uh, you know, you can do like clean 
sounding shit, but then he can also do like grimy shit. Like he was very versatile. His versatility is like crazy. Madlib because in my days of getting into like making beats, like that's when like, you know, he was on on Smash with like Luke Pack and then like the Mad Villain, uh, the J-Lib album, like even like the Quasimodo and all of the like the little series they used to put out. There's just something about his beats that are just like, he doesn't care about the masses at all. Do you know what I'm saying? And the kind of beats that he makes, I don't know. I feel like I, I, I don't know. Before Madlib became this like cult figure, like, you know me from long time ago, bro. Like, I just always loved his music. So he's always going to be in there. Mm-hmm. Alchemist's work rate, obviously he's an incredible producer as well, but his work rate is unmatched. No one could outwork Alchemist. Like, there's no one I've ever seen, no producer I've ever seen. But then, you know, there's producers like back in the day, DJ Premier used to be one of my favorite producers. He still is, obviously, but like, you know, like, someone like, um, uh, there's people like Bink, like who people don't really shout out about, like DJ Khalil. Um, mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, yo, there's so many producers that I can name, like, that it's just ridiculous. Like, so, like, I know I'm going to watch this back and be like, there's so many people that- You forgot think. this person. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Jake, Jake, Jake One, for one. Jake mm. One is what, such an underrated Incredible. Producer. Do you get what I'm saying? The Justice, the Justice League, obviously the one with Ninth Wonder, they were cold as well. But my the Justice League that worked with Rick Ross, to me, that's like the pinnacle of like hip hop production for me because they not only that like, have samples, but then they have like live instruments laid in them and like like they I don't know it's just very pleasing to the air the way they it's very musical very, and like, cinematic cinematic I love that mm. I love that sound um, I mean there's so many producers bro like I don't even know who to even mention there was these producers from the UK that are doing it as well do you know what I'm saying producers like mm. uh, Beat Butcher one of my favorites ever Cole. Um, Budgie, mm. Jaisu, um, I, I don't know. Like, there's so many that I can name. Um, there's people that even myself, like people like Benjamin Harrison, I love. Do you know what I'm saying? So, like, bruv, for producers, I know you're a big. Um, I know you're a big V Don fan as well, bro. V How can I even forget V Don? Incredible. We can't forget someone like Knots. Knots mm. is one of the best. Um, bro, see what I'm saying? You can. So the, you can. Yeah. Go, I mean, I, I, I'll say something about Madlib if you want me to. Yeah. I was gonna swear at him, but I wasn't going to. He's incredible. no, don't do that. He's don't, incredible. No, don't do that. Don't I'm, yeah, I just yeah, want to be contrarian to that. I just want to swear at people today. I'm sorry, <laughs> but it, you've got a really good list, and you could you could really go down the rabbit hole. But it's it's a good mix. Your your list is a good mix, but it also speaks to where you're also at at the moment in terms of your creative process because you're thinking about mm. techniques and how you can learn and how they flip things. And yeah, so, I don't know. I just uh, I guess it's just some how you, how it makes you feel. Isn't it? Mm. You know what I'm saying I feel like a lot of guys are like. This guy is technically better than this guy. That guy's technically like I don't care. Like I don't care about any of that. Like if it sounds good, then I listen. Do you get yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, that's why I love Knife Wonder, bro. That's why me and you have these these year long debates about Knife Wonder. Knife Wonder is incredible. He's incredible. Chris, you you want me to go or do you want to go? I was gonna say before I hand over to you, I want to I want to double back quickly to Calypso Nights. Mm. I know you touched on you know having to go out and buy these records. You got Trinidadian background. Like, why yeah. did you decide it was important for you to kind of dip back into your cultural bag and make beats like that? Because as far as I know, you're the first person to do that. I've never heard someone put out a Calypso-based hip-hop instrumental album. It's the first of its kind. Yeah. And it was incredible too. Well, Calypso is like one of the most slept-on music genres in, in the world because, you know, a lot of some people's favorite artists before they were doing other forms of Caribbean music, they were making Calypso. Do you get what I'm saying? Calypso was like the first and foremost 
music that the Caribbean nations had exported to the rest of the world. Do you get what I'm saying? So, you know, when even when we, you know, in the Windrush era, people like Lord Kitchener, when he came over here, he done London is the place for me. Do you get what I'm saying? Banger. Obviously, Banger. my dad was a Calypso and Soca musician. And growing up, I was a rap fan. Obviously, I had it in my house. I had it whenever I went out to see my family and stuff. But it, it wasn't like something that I took to the same way. Obviously, I knew some of the songs. But when I went out to L.A., uh, I went to um, I went to Amoeba. And when I went to Amoeba, I looked in the, 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 some of the sections and I saw that Lord Eclipso was like $2, like $1. Some of them were like $4. I was like, bro, let me just take all of this. <laughs> let me just grab all of this right here. Then when I came back to the UK, I had like a bunch of uh, Latin records and I watched Eclipso records. But I started bumping some of the Eclipso records just to listen to. It wasn't even, it was just a hat. And I started being like, bro, like, there's some grooves in these tunes, you know, like a lot of horns, a lot of like, um, you know, so I started freaking it, sampling it. And then after a while, I just got addicted. And, you know, obviously them days, you know, I, I don't smoke as much now, but it was literally like all night just just smoking and making these, making these clips or beats. And uh, yeah, just ended up with this tape, bro. Like, and I thought, let me just put it out and see what happens. And it's been one of my highest selling tapes on Bandcamp, bro. When it came out, I, I, I didn't put no press behind it, no nothing. I had some friends in the industry that were nice enough. I didn't even ask them, but nice enough to just share it on, you know, on their platforms. They had a lot of followers and it diverted mad traffic to some of the videos. And I think from that, people just started picking it up and listening to it. And yeah, like it actually sold quite a lot of copies on Bandcamp. So I'm going to put it out on... um streaming services this year but i'm working on two already i've already i've already wrapped up two so that's mm. coming up this year as well so yeah it was a pleasure working on clips on nights so it was good to honor it. i've got a lot of joints that i sampled my dad on there as well my dad so got old soccer records that's fine and, uh yeah when i played them to him he was just like ah that is me <laughs> i'm like yeah oh okay that was it that's fire so though me, do you know what i'm saying wow <laughs> but that, you know what from from a caribbean dad that's that's validation like oh that's me all right cool do, do you know what it is yeah my dad is from the era where you know he was in the studio songwriting and with musicians dude like he's not from this era where people can just sample and that's a tune do you know what i'm saying to him that's it's fine like he'll listen to it but you know it, it's not what he's used to so you know but he just he, he, you know he was like dope like do you know what i'm saying he gave me my the blessings and if I wanted to I could just sample my dad's back catalogue and never have to worry about sample clearance on that point so I was going to say that if if your dad hit you for the publishing yeah yeah, that would be fine I'd rather give it to him than someone else true True, very true true, very true Um, True. what's speaking of sampling what's what's your approach to it is it just that you feel a vibe is there any are you are you searching for specific sounds what's your approach to it Uh, if you leave me to my own devices you'd find that most of the stuff I sample has uh, a, a, a certain type of energy, whether it's like very soulful or very like dramatic um, or like very smooth. It depends on my mood, but those are, seems like the types of things that that's why most of the stuff I listen to, like I've got soundtracks or like jazz records, soul records, prog rock records. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it is what it is. And even now, like, I'm, I'm trying to expand that, so it's like that's why Clipson is interesting as well because it's actually snowing outside, guys. Have you seen this? Yes, it's snowing here too. It's not snowing where I am, in it. Mad. Yeah, it's mad. It's mad. But yeah, so um, but yeah, like uh, it, it was that was that was why it was very key for me to sample a lot of Clipson tracks because there's never a 
dramatic song, just mostly just good vibes, happy vibes. Happy music, yeah. Yeah. So, but the clips on that too, though, I did stumble among some tunes that, you know, some steel pan that's got a lot of drama to it. So, yeah, look forward to that one, man. Do you ever feel like being a director sometimes has a has an impact on, on your music uh, and your music making process? That like you can visualize videos or visualize sounds. Does it ever does it ever cross over? That's does true. it ever impact that? Yeah, there's a lot of truth to that. If I had unlimited amount of budget, bro, the amount of stuff that I would shoot and direct to like some of the beats would just be like so dramatic. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But um, yeah, no, definitely they they definitely work hand in hand because I get a feeling. It, that's the thing about music. I think what makes music good is the ability to convey emotion. Emotion is like the most important thing with music. Because if if your music doesn't make you feel anything, someone could be like the most technical artist, someone could be the te- most technical rapper, the most technical singer, the most technical producer. But if you know, if you don't feel something when you listen to that stuff, or or or, or even watch something that doesn't make you feel something, then it's not that you're not gonna it's just gonna it's not gonna be memorable. Mm. I, I, I feel like I'd rather be a whack rapper that people are gonna continue to check my stuff out because it's funny because it's whack I guess I don't know or I'd rather be the best there's no in between if you're if you're in between I feel like you get lost in the source because there's so many in between us mm. yeah it's a, it's a good thing I mean like I don't think currency's whack is he the most technically gifted MC personally no but his music I've heard the emotion the vibe I've heard him and like that are way better than currency, but yeah, they don't but make the vibe, man, feel the way currency does. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Like you know, who's who am I listening to? Larry June, like his music, the vibe it sets to me is like it's like I'm entering into his world. So is it? You know, it's not, it's not technically amazing to me, but that, I don't think you need to be technically amazing to make good music. Like you say, same with podcasts. It's yeah. the same with podcasts. You know, yeah, you can be you can be average like us. Yeah, I don't think your podcast is average at all. You're virtual no, average, man, guys. Virtual no, we're average, wow, just, and that. Just, just, uh, just, just deal with it, man. You're virtual next, <laughs> relax. Save, save, man, save, just save, just save, deal. save, save. I ain't arguing K-9, bro. I ain't arguing Yeah, don't, don't argue with him. Don't argue with him. I ain't arguing with him, to me. accept that, bro. I accept that. <laughs> talk, talk to me about... I, I want to say talk to me. I want to say this before I ask this question. I was so proud of you when I saw your name in the credits for like the Homeboy Sandman Project and the Drugan Fahim. Like it said, produced by K Night Thirteen, and me and Roxy was like, "Yo, we know this brother." Like, right, right. we felt really proud of you. How how do you connect with Sandman and and Drew and all them? And what was that process like working with both? Okay, cause so first, Sandman is we work together, but that's my I'd say he's just my friend. To be honest, do you get what I'm saying? Mm. Um, I've always admired his ability to his his rapping ability is so underrated. People are starting to understand now how important like his bars are. People are like starting to give him his 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 props. But for years I think a lot of people fronted on him because that guy could rap his ass off. That guy is phenomenal high level when you talk about high level rappers, he's up there. He's very, very clever. And he's a very clever dude in real life as well. But um we connected because when I went to New York in 2008 he didn't know who I was. I didn't know who he was at that time. Or well, we, we would meet only three years later, which is a coincidence, really. But I was hearing about him because he was at the Brooklyn Hip Hop Festival. And when he was at the Brooklyn Hip Hop Festival, I checked some of his music. I was like, this sounds good. And then in 2010, I think he put out The Good Son. Yeah, 2010. Yeah, high water music. Yeah. And I remember I was working in TV at that time. And I remember showing like people at the TV, like, this guy's cold. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just check him out. He's dope. And his videos were all like his videos really made me feel a certain way. Like he had like really 
uh, original uh, videos. Like, he, people weren't doing videos like him at the time too. So, and also his style of music was very like, you couldn't really put it in a, in a box, even though it was like, people would say boom back or old school, whatever. It was like, I don't know. It, he, you, you never heard two songs that sounded the same with him. Do you know what I'm saying? That's true, what he liked true. him. So then I remember the Carpenters banging that and um, that Strange Planet as well. And if you listen to the Strange Planet lyrics, you'll see like, like that's the type of bars I love. Do you know what I'm saying? And then when in 2011, I had a radio show with my boy uh, Lucky, DJ Lucky, who was a part of, um, he was a DJ for Quarantine. When I, was, when I was in Quarantine, shout out to everyone from Quarantine, you know, Loud Mouth, Skillet, Mentalist, Pyro, myself, and obviously Lucky was extended member. Um, he, he just said to me, yo, you know, I can get Homeboy Sandman on the show. And I was like, how? And he's like, he's coming over to the UK. So he reached out to him and all of a sudden he was on the, the lockout, on the lock-off, I think it was called at the time. Is that I, the show that is that the show what was in the university in the university yeah, college campus? Show, yeah, I came down. Yeah, 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 we had you down there as well. And um when when uh, when we done got done chopping it up, I was like, yo, I want to send you some beats. And then he was like, Yeah, cool. So um then he did a tune with Ryan, he did a tune with Skillet first. He did a track with Skillet. Yes, um, on Skillet Bang. Yeah. And I think that was with um Fly Hooligan before he became Fly Hooligan. He was iron braids at the time. And then uh, for time we were just friends so we was just cool like you know what I mean he never really got any beats and uh, nothing like that and then around 2015 I think it was I sent him like this batch of beats kept sending him beats non-stop and he just picked one and that one was on Kindness for Weakness but it wasn't it was like a bonus track for Kindness for Weakness it wasn't actually on the album it was on the Stone's Throw SoundCloud um, and then obviously from there all of a sudden I got a follow from Drew on, on Twitter and I was like, oh shit, Drew's following me. Cool, because I've been a fan of his around that time anyway. And then I hit him up on his DMs. I was like, yo, thanks for following. I'd really like to get you some beats. And that's how I started knowing Drew. So it's actually through that tune. And I think, because obviously, if you listen to Drew's music, he loves a lot of loops. And that's mm. like, the, the one I've done for Homo Sam, I was a straight loop. And um, people are still asking me to this day what the tune was, which is quite funny, because, you know, I ain't never going to give you that info. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, as, like, as a producer, work. I guess, I <laughs> guess that's your thing. And it's like, okay, I did my job. People yeah, are asking. yeah, yeah. Because it's mm. obviously the, the tempo and everything is completely different. So, yeah, that's basically how I did that. And then obviously, uh, for, for time, I was sending Drew, Drew beats and he would take beats. But I've noticed every time his, his project, I'm getting loads of messages right now. So, um, his projects will come out and I wouldn't hear any of beats on it. But obviously, I'm a good sport. So, you know, none of that really affects me. So I was like, cool, I'll just keep sending. And then through covid i just got an email and he was like oh yo i slept on this joint he's still got you can i still use it and i was like yeah cool and it was the beat for disney world which then came out on fat beats so yeah on the god fahim and drew and obviously I'd, I'd already worked with god fahim before that anyway on um the dumb goat tape uh track with kalima called third eye blazing uh which had a bunch of sick producers on it, it had like earl sweatshirt um it had mad like mad producers on that like i, I can't think of the top of my head but had, uh, had knowledge on there as well, had like mad me. So it was cool to see my name before these names as well, do you know what I mean? Because, and then um, he then worked, then Homeboy Sam worked with me again on Hot Garbage. Um, I just, he said, he, you know, he would give me a feature for my tape because obviously we're friends. And then we've also got some unreleased stuff coming soon as well, so. Dope, yeah, listen, I'm really proud of you, man. Just, I love, Appreciate it's it. always, um, me and Roxy always say it, like we've got some really talented friends and we, we don't, we don't take that lightly. It's like an honor to see 
our friends doing stuff in music and to be able to go out there and buy it as a consumer, you know, the same way we go out and buy a Sean Price record, the same way we go out and buy a Little Brother album, we can go out there and buy a K Night 13 recording. Like, yeah, we know this brother, do you know appreciate what I mean? It, so, appreciate it, man. no, we're, we're really proud of you. Before, before we wrap up, I know that you had a really good relationship with Black the Ripper. Oh, yeah, yeah. To many of us, he 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 was an artist, but you knew him on a personal level, like he was your friend. Yeah. How would you eulogize Black the Ripper after his passing and, and describe your relationship with him and how you met? Um I just remember hitting him up on MySpace uh and being like, I've got beats. And then he just took uh one of the first beats I sent him. And it ended up being what was called Righteous Freestyle which was on uh, motivational music with him, Cookie and Chipmunk, when uh, I was like 18 maybe, I was young, 18, 19 or something. Um, and then that came out. Um, and then from there we had a working relationship, but it was interesting just like, you know what I mean? Like one of Cookie's, one of Chipmunk's first releases was with them and you know, I had that track with Black Rip on there. So, and then from there we worked on probably about 12 joints over the years. Um, we actually were supposed to do a whole project around that time, but we never really got around to it. The thing about Blacks is, I love Blacks to death first stuff, but that guy was a proper scatterbrain. So like, he just always keep it moving. This, this, this was, you know what I mean? He was always putting out tapes. And so it was good because he, he was someone that really always used to tell me like, bro, like you should be up there with, you know what I mean? Jay-Z, you should be, you should be producing for Jay-Z. And you know, he would gas me, bro. He like really did believe in my shit before anyone really in the UK, apart from, home team did you get what i'm saying they're talking about like oh five oh four no no oh oh no oh six oh seven my bad yeah right oh six oh seven times so um but yeah other than that he was a friend too do you get what i'm saying he used to go to this yard like when he moved here i would be there do you know what i'm saying like different places like i know his sister do you know what i'm saying i know all the man them around him from back in the day as well in edmonton because like edmonton was like my second home them days you know what i'm saying so um yeah like uh black ripper absolute legend um it was a uh, pleasure to call him a friend of mine um we was actually supposed to get together to do a music video um he hit me up in october 2019 he was like yeah come to i think he wanted me to come to hatfield um um to link up with him and um do a music video for him and then he hit me up again right before when he was in monstrat and then we were supposed to he's talking about he was talking about like uh getting a boat doing a studio on a boat or some shit and he was like yeah we gotta take it back to the old days you this that rare, rare, rare. and then i was like cool and there's like loads of plans that uh we had we were supposed to have in set for when he got back from one strap obviously he didn't get to, to come back so um but yeah from that i learned like bro like you know there were you know being being his being uh, a friend of his like sometimes you argue with friends you get what i'm saying sometimes you can get a bit in your feelings and do you know what I'm saying? But really, bro, if you can, if, it, if things are not that serious, bro, just, like, reach out to each other, bro, because, like, literally, like, there was a time when I gave him the beat for Itaw. That was supposed to be for my take. And he, he just wrote, he wrote, got on the tune and released it on his take. And for, like, you know, like a year or so, we wasn't really talking. But, you know, you don't know what, what what's going to happen in life, do you know what I'm saying? So you got to just, like, if it's not that serious, you just got to, like, let that shit go. And obviously, like, you know, um, my favorite joints from working with him was probably like, obviously Righteous Freestyle, because that was the first one we worked on. Last of a Dying Breed, I think that was like sick as well. Um, and then Itaw, I really liked Itaw as well. Um, 
So yeah, we we've done like so many joints, bro. That obviously you gave me a joint for my my tape back in the day, the drawing board that came out was like yeah. my first proper release. You know, that's the first ever thing I bought on Bandcamp. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, the drawing board. Thank you. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. That sold a lot of copies at the time, man. I remember I was, I was selling them for dirt cheap. Like, uh, this journey's been crazy, bro, to even talk about, like, careers like, and stuff like that, bro. Because, like, literally, like, I, I never, I'm, to keep it completely real, I never really took music as serious as I should have from, from day one. I always had it on the back burner or something. Do you know what I'm saying? Because even when I used to rap, like, like, I never, after a while, I was like, I ain't rapping no more. Like, obviously, I do rap in my spare time just for me, but I don't really have, like, the the desire to just be, to, to be rapping. So, and even that's why, people, that's why you're not on my album, bro. You, well, you aired me, you man. Know what? You, you, you should be lucky, man, because, you know, I would have come there and smoked everybody in the tune, bro. This is true. This is true. You know what? I have to say this publicly, man. No, don't let me gas. Don't let me gas. Don't let me gas. But um, I'm going to say this, this. Listen, bro, what you did on Year of the Underdog, bruv. Listen, yeah. Yeah. I think I think my verse was better on on, on the second Jonah W in Jordan. What time? Yeah, time. Yeah, time was crazy. I think you bodied both of them, if I'm honest. <laughs> it's true. Like, I'm you know it like, I, like... I, I tell you, I tell you why. Like, you, you know, you know, is I, I was A and R that day, and I said, you know what? I just know me, you, and Jaunty have a certain chemistry. Yeah. It's like a lightning in a bottle chemistry. And when I I heard us all together, I'm like, yeah, I'm happy with this. That's why I always go first. I just get no, away. but you, 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 you're not giving you're not giving yourself. I'm just gassing. You're not giving yourself, bro. You are one of the best writers in the country, bro. Real talk. No, he's alright in it. He's alright in it. No, you got bars, bars. What bro. I will say about about you is, um, I do hope you get back to rapping one day. Obviously, it's something that's going to be your choice. And if you're not in the space to do it, or you don't feel like it, that's fine. Because um, production is, you know, is working for you. But what I would say is, you have, you really have an exceptional talent when it comes to the pen. And I think, mm. and, I, and I, and I genuinely believe that when you feel like you've got to feel it, right? If you feel it's going to, it's going to be the best shit ever, right? For you and for everyone who's receiving it, but you have something like you, you have, like if you, if we go through what makes a good rapper or what makes a successful rapper or what makes someone love a rapper, you tick all those boxes, punchlines, voice, cadence, flow. You can switch the flow. You've got all the tick boxes. So mm-hmm. and this is, I've said this to you privately, publicly before. I think you're one of the illest we have in this country. Period. I've no, said that. I've said that to him too. He's one of you're one of and my favorites. And I think, but standard. you've got to feel like you. You got to feel it in you. You got to feel that fire in you bro, in order to do that. But I hope one day. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna say it straight. I'm gonna keep. Just keep it. Everyone wanna keep it ordinary, real. When I started having to do projects, that's when I realized that you see, you see, like when kinetic raps, yeah, it's like a, a essay. It's like open ver- open middle end see what i'm saying there's like a structure that's very important if you want to be a good rapper yeah i've never had that i don't know how to count bars to this day yeah i don't know how to count bars all my stuff is scrapped together from different lines and this and that like bro my shit has got no so when you're trying to actually write a project you end up putting in my opinion i end up putting a lot of filler and to excuse the filler i've got to change the the uh the cadence the cadence has got to keep so so that keeps someone entertained you get what i'm saying yeah, 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 but yeah. that's not making me satisfied as a rapper fair enough, fair enough. but the, but the flip side is that ghostface will do what you were doing 
Just yeah, look at Sean Price. Uh, he start the verse and say Botswana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like even, 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 even Raekwon. They were like, "Yeah, I'll take sign from Etik." Even Nas, Nas said the same thing. Like when he was, when he's struggling to write, he would just take different verses from different bits and just pop it in and then make yeah. it sound and flow. Strawberry kiwi, and, and that's it. Like strawberry kiwi. I think bro. if we we talk about uh, Kinetic for a second, he's incredible. He's an incredible rapper. Incredible. But everyone has their own way. And I think what what's important to know about you is there's there's a quality you have that comes across in your voice over the track mm, that you can't yeah. buy. You can't get that anywhere. It's a, it's, you know what they said, X factor. It's something there. It's there. That's what I'm trying to say to you. Like mm. that voice, that energy that comes out of the track, you won't, I won't be able to understand. So if we take someone who doesn't understand English, but listens to your voice, they may gravitate to you because of your presence on the track. That's also quite important. Chris has it too. Chris, you know, when Chris is on the track, cause he has the presence on it. He has the bars to follow up and he has the flow. No, my voice is trash. Right? My voice is trash, bro. No, no, no. But your presence on it is, is important. That's what I say about you. You have something. You've always had it, bro. You've always had it. That doesn't mean to say that no one is better. No one's going you know, more lyrical, miracle, all that. It's just to say that from, from my perspective, for you, you you have just tick all the boxes, bro. Like, But you've got to feel it yourself. I hope one day you get back to it. So um, as we're talking about rapping, I'll take a little segue here. I respect your opinion. I respect Chris's opinion. I've been, it's been playing on my mind, this thing. And I always like to understand, I always like to speak to music people about stuff like this. If there was ever a rapper starter pack you could buy, what would be included in the rapper starter pack? Do I need to be shot five times to be credible? Like, you know, do, no. do, I, do I need a chain that just says, you know, sign like what, what's, what is involved in the rapper starter pack? There's only one thing that you need in the rapper starter pack is authenticity. Okay. Okay. Okay, then that's... That's it. That's it, okay. That's it? Is that he, it? All right, cool. It. Okay, he bundled. Okay, so yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. You, you were hoping for like... I was hoping a, for like, you know, you need a chain, you need this, you need... Like... Nah, you come, you nah, come, nah, you come, nah, you're, nah, you're nah. coming with mockery business. That's mockery, bro. You know what it is, yeah? <laughs> I can listen to someone as grimy as like Conway or like even Flea Lord, who's like, to me, Conway is the grimy... Flea Lord's even grimy than Conway. Yeah, he's <laughs> dirt. He's dirt. His voice is dirt, bro. His, his voice is dirt. Or you can be as eloquent and expressive and, like, talk about things that aren't, like, in any way, shape, or form threatening. It doesn't matter. If I, if I dig that that comes from your heart, that, to me, is important. That to me is important. You get what I'm saying? Because I, I, I was going to start becoming a rapper and call myself Ladbrooks because you bet on me, I'll always win. Right? Because <laughs> Ladbrooks is, is a betting company out here in, in the UK. So I was like, yeah, yeah. Bet, bet on yourself, innit? I'm Ladbrooks. And I was going to start rapping, but all I need is authenticity. So that's out of the window. <laughs> yeah, all you, need to, all you need to do is call yourself Summit, bro. Let's call yourself Summit, bruv. Nah, bruv. Can you imagine Summit that Sharma, as a name, bro. bruv? Summit. Yeah, yeah. MC Summit. Nah, Summit Sharma, bruv. Nah, bruv. That, that's the problem. See, I'll be, the only place I would get is Asian Network, bruv. Just, nah, bruv. Can't do that, bruv. Yeah, but to be honest with you, no, I won't say it. <laughs> I won't Jesus, say it. Jesus. No, okay. So I was going for some laughs. I didn't get that. So I'm sorry, man. Um, MC Summit Sharma, bro. Like, we we got we got to get this project off the ground. MCs, no, no. Labrooks, bruv. Yo, yo, connect. Why are you going to studio and not inviting me? You don't want me to come bring beats or something? No, you know what it is? This project I'm working on, it's produced by T1 and Kaiser. Like, it's an exclusive type. You know what? It started as Kinesis Thesis 4 and 5. I was turning this whole thing into, like, Police Academy. And um, I just put it together as one album. But you know what? And I, I, I'm going to say this publicly. Like, I've known you for so long. I know, like, bro, 
the way I write, I take so long, bruv. Like, you tell your Chris. But I feel like when you when you want to work with man, it's like me rapping as opposed to beats. Yeah, I'm sorry. But no, you know you what? Rate, man. It's fine, man. You don't rate, man. It's cool, man. No, but you know what it is? I'm gonna be, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be real. I'm, I'm gonna be real. And I'm aware that when you rap on my records, you're doing it out of like love for me. Cause I know sometimes you may not even like want to do it. If it was someone else, you may, they may not get that verse, but I know it's out of love for me. So I appreciate that. So I said to myself, when I got out of the gym a few weeks ago, I said, I've never rapped on a K night beat, man. Wow. And that's my fault. Well, it's up absolutely. To you, like, if, no, if, you know what it is? It's, 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 I'm, I'm a slow writer, bro. And I hate kind of taking people's beats and like, I've just finished an EP. It took me like two years to write it, bro. I'm so slow. Plus yeah. I don't think I'm that good. Do you still want all this in the podcast, by the way? Or do you want to cut this out? Now, put it all in oh, there, bro. I'll keep that in there as well. This year, this year, I'm, I'm going to ram on a K night beat. This year. No, it, Come on. You know, you know, it's only just like, it's just start of the year, right? Man said this year. Why, why not next week? No, you know, it's March, innit? You know, it's March. Quarter one's gone, innit? Be quiet, innit? I like to kiss my teeth sometimes, innit? You know, you, know, you, know, you was telling me, yeah, World Cup's coming. You know, that's in June, innit? So. The World Cup is in uh, November, bro. Is it in November? Why? Because it's in Qatar. Because it, it, because it's too hot. They'll 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 die from like summer like heat stroke. In the summer, it's too hot in Qatar, isn't it? Because it's that's Middle East, nuts. So they moved it to November in the middle of the season. Okay, but this year, this year, kinetic and canine. Bro, only if you if you're feeling the joints, you're feeling the joints. If you're not, if it doesn't speak to you in that way, because look, sometimes yeah, you can listen to a man's beats, but it, it sometimes might not make you want to uh, like write. So I get that. That's cool. You know what I'm saying? No, send 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 me send me two or three. I'll pick one. All right. Send me four and I'll write to all of them. And also, this is documented as well, Kinect. Yeah, this is why sometimes it's it's important to speak things in public because you're accountable, not just to yourself, but to the people listening and the people who, who hear it. So yeah, this year, Kinect and Kinect, it's got, it's got to be done. It's overdue, man. 100%. But um, yeah, like, thanks for having me on. Um, Obviously, like, I worked with um, quite a few artists. It's weird I've, like, lived here for as long as I've lived here and I've managed to, like, work with more artists in the States than in the UK. That's what I find funny. It's the same with me, it's, it, I, th- it I think it's the same for all of us, bro. I, th- I, th- yeah. like, I, th- I just think it's the nature of the beast. I think it's just one of those things where in in the line of work that we are in, you know, the state stateside guys like the British guys and, you know, and then the British guys don't work with the other. Like some of these guys are still, some of the guys here are still living in 2004, 2005 with their <laughs> mentality, bro. Like, I'm just going to keep it real. But you know what? It's like, it's weird. Like, for instance, yeah, like, when I went to New York, I went to um, WrestleMania with Ryan, with Skillet, my brother. And um, when I was out there, I just hit up, um, uh, I hit up uh, Breeze Bruin. I've obviously been a lifelong fan of Breeze Bruin from, like, Juggernauts, like, yeah. Prince Paul's album. Bro, man came from the Bronx to Brooklyn to link me, do you get what I'm saying? Just out of respect, do you get what I'm saying? And we ended up making the tune with him. I had Lee Scott on there as well. Lee Scott's obviously a, a, was a big fan of Breeze Bruin as well, so I was sick to like link them to. And then it, over here, there's guys that live <laughs> the next borough away. I can't link them. I went to LA and linked up with Polyester. Polyester the Saints doing major things, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He gave me a verse for one of my tracks. You know what I'm saying? That's a, that's a guy in LA. So it's like, the, I think the mentality, or it's, it's a bit of a shame because there's lots of good, really talented people in the UK that I'd love to work with. But it's like, I don't know, man. I think over here we do have, there is like a weird complex going on where there is. people don't really want to 
I don't know. I don't know what it is. Uh, yeah, I, I, I just think it's some ego thing. I think it's some of it is that still that kind of crabs in the barrel. Like, you know, if I help you, then you get put on. Like, it's just that that I guess that thing of going, I lose out type of thing. Um, I, I also think as well, like, I think it's one of the, uh, you know, proximity brings intimacy, but it can also mean that we take people for granted because we're thinking you're just down the road. That's true. That's true. That's true. Oh, that's I know true. you. I got, they, I got they, time. They just think of you as someone local, as opposed yeah, to yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. true. That's true. And you know, when you know, there's people abroad that looking at us like we're kings and queens and heroes. Mm. Yeah, that's true. But you I mean, know, you it's, it's a proximity thing. Recorded a whole album. Okay. Yeah, in California, bro. Exactly. When I say I got I, people, yeah. bro, I've I've been invested in, and I'm, I mean this respectfully. Like the first people to ever invest in me musically were people abroad. Mm. Mm. Sent me a plane ticket. Say, yo, come stay with us. Record, yo, we got you. Like. What do you need? But then at the same time, look, I got a big up to everybody that was from the UK that that uh, wanted to work with man as well. Like, true, it's cool. So like, big up to um, you know people like Lee Scott. Like Lee Scott's got a massive following. He's, a, he's 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 really big over here. He didn't care. He just wanted to work with with Breeze. You know what I'm saying? And then um, Juggernaut. You know what I'm saying? Big up to him as well. He's doing his thing. So there was some UK artists on the tape that you know that you know. That, so it's not always that way. But in general, though, it's like. It is, it is a bit, I don't know. And they don't want to, and also sometimes they don't want to, um, they're not very public with their praise as well either. Yeah. Um, it's a weird thing. Yeah, it's, a, it's a weird thing. I get the most pop, I get the most props in private. Mm. No one talks to me. It's always, it's always private. No one talks to me, bruv. I don't, I, no one talks to me, bruv. That's, that's it. You're not important. I'm not important, bruv. I'm not important. No, 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 no. I shouldn't say that. You are, you are important. No, nah, I'm, I'm not joking, important at all, bruv. I'm just, it is what it is. Sorry, no, no. Okay. no, but like, yo, don't, don't ever say that, bro. You put a lot of work in these streets, bro. Yeah. I don't think you understand. Tell him, because he don't listen to me. He South don't listen to me. Back, back in the day, for hip-hop blogging, bro, from the UK, Hip-Hop Chronicle was at the top. The top, bro. You put in a lot of work, bro. Don't let any... The thing is, the only problem is, is back then it was hard to make that financially viable mm-hmm. in a sense, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but does it mean that the work wasn't the work, bro? Who haven't you spoken to? Who haven't you documented? Yeah, yeah, no, no, it's true. I, the only thing, I th- I th- the thing I think about all of that is stuff that's in the past now. It's done, it mm-hmm. was good, it was an experience. I take that, I learn from it and all that, but that's it. You know, the, But that that experience has helped you do this. Yeah, yeah, 100%, 100% but it's yeah, just like, yeah, I, yeah. I, guess, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, I don't want to, I don't ever want. I don't ever want to be one of those guys that go. You know what? I remember what I did twelve years ago. You get me? I don't want to be like that. It's just yeah, like yeah, I'm yeah, like yeah. that happened. It was great at the time. It got me to where I'm now, and it's yeah. made me a better person for it. But at the end of the ass in the past, it's gone. It's done. That's it. But I say this, I've, bro. It's like I hear you, but don't forget to celebrate what you've done as well. That's really, really important. I know you're a very forward-thinking person, and it's like, okay, what's next? Let's build on this. But you know you can't you know how you can't build a house starting from the roof you know what I mean there's always a foundation. The same energy I had for Ableton early in the episode I'm having for myself in it. Who cares in it? Fuck it in it. You just move. It's 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 a it's a moving on thing. I can't. <laughs> no no. But you know what? I agree. I agree with what you're saying because when 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 I when I first came out, I was like a producer rapper, producer rapper, and I was like making projects and and I wasn't really getting the same fulfillment for my my vocal projects as I was just having beats. So then I was like forget all that then I'll just stick with the beats so it's like but then that means I have to go off my own back and make myself relevant every single time by putting out stuff you know what I'm saying having some music out there because I didn't want to live off the fact that you know what I mean whatever 2000 and whenever I came out that I was rapping so it's like now people don't even know that I used to rap do you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying so it's even a nice pleasant surprise yeah. when people come up to me and say oh, I didn't know you so, didn't know you rapped and it's normally overwhelmingly positive so 
I don't hear what you're saying. Sometimes you just got to keep it moving in different directions to make things it's, work. It's a valuable thing yeah. now, right? So I had, a, I had a value back then and I offered value back then, but that's not now. Now is different. So what do I offer now? I'm cool with the people I'm cool with because of who I am and how I am with them, right? So the the characteristics, I'm honourable, I'm loyal, I'm all those, you know, all of the above, et cetera, et cetera. Those are the reasons why I've been able to sustain the relationships I've had. However, that hip hop chronicle shit is not what's got what's not taking me forward. What's taking me forward is me, and so mm-hmm. it's about what what value you're adding now as opposed to what you did. No one gives a shit about what you did 12, 15 years ago. No one gives a toss. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? What you but doing that's, now? That's a shame. As that's a shame as a culture, bro. Remember what Carl, um, Clark Kent said: we, we don't cultivate ourselves. No, we don't. We, and I think that's we, I think that's a big issue. Hundred percent. But I also think that's a societal thing too. But that's that's a different true, conversation. True. You know, that's yeah. We, we're we're in the we're in the we're in the timeline era where everything is fast paced. Mm. We forget. Okay, what's next? What's next? What what can I refresh right. to? Right. We're all in our lives right now. It's refreshing. We're refreshing our lives and 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 trying to, I guess, take from other people's lives and find out what's going on. Like a timeline. We're just scrolling down. Okay, what else we got? What else we got? But. For, for for what I want to do where I want to go and then you know the next 10 years of my life in terms of a career what I want to be Hip Hop Chronicle was a brand name thing from back then but no one gives a fucking toss neither do I actually it's what I'm adding value now that's not to say that right. people should take this uh, approach it's just my approach we, we didn't get on Forbes because I was Hip Hop Chronicle back in the day we ain't getting Guardian mm-hmm. no it's what we're doing now no, so yeah, let's add yeah, that. Let's, let's focus. We, we this time for celebration, brother. I'm, I'm, I'll grow old in it, brother. I was fine in it, brother. I'll have my doll when I'm old. But right now, what are we focus on, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's a. It, I'm a Liverpool fan, so I take that kind of Jurgen Klopp. Co- is fucking He's an idiot, isn't it? He's a real life. Brother, idiot, if you want me to bro. have some naan and shit, yeah, I'll have that later, innit, it, brother? It's a later thing, innit? it? Microwaving that microwave. That's what, what microwaves no, are do for. Do you put? Do you put naan in the microwave? No. Um, what I'm saying is, you can heat it up in it. You can reheat. No, no, no. We're not doing that. We're not what doing I'm that. What I'm saying is, is like. You know, I'm a Liverpool fan. I'm a Liverpool fan. I know, I know, I know K-9 is too. They, they always ask the Liverpool manager, like, you know, can you know, you, you've won a trophy. It's great. It's amazing. He's like, you know, he's like, no, next game, next game, next game. There'll be a time when I can reflect, but now's not that time. Now's to work. Yeah, yeah, I get you. I get you. You've got work, bruv. I mean, that's like how I feel about these, like, like, I've already, I have to, like, keep my, I think one thing that has been, like, a major factor where, why, like, my, things have been quite delayed with me is because I'm the kind of person who release one tape a year. Sometimes a year I won't come out and release a tape. So I, that's something I'm changing now because obviously I've got Clips or Nights 2 ready to launch soon. And uh, it's like people will listen to your stuff and they'll enjoy it. And the first question they ask you after about a week is, <laughs> what's the next tape? <laughs> uh, bro, it's absolutely nuts. It's absolutely, you could spend, so yeah, this album I'm working on, it's taken two years. Yeah. I know we've had a pandemic, but it's taken two years. And I swear to God, some of my best writing you'll ever hear is on this project. And someone's going to listen to it and say, what's next? It's going to make me lose my mind, bro. And you know, I, I know you said it before. You want to see the day I switch because I'm so calm. That's <sighs> going to be the day. I'm going to end up on the news, bro. I thought I, I, thought <laughs> I was the uh, aggressive one, bro. Damn. Oh, no, 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 no. K-Night knows. K-Night's <laughs> like, no, the day someone makes you mad, like, all right, cool. All right, so- all right. We'll wrap this up, but before I do, speaking of madness, isn't it? Let's talk about the time I met Kane at one time. I still got the footage of this somewhere. I actually know I've got it. I found it, but we'll wrap it up. But um, there was a Def Jam rap star like promo thing, oh, a PR, yes. right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah, it was yeah, it was yeah. Kane, a few other people, and and yeah. and your brother was there, Ryan. Yeah. And um, and I'm, I'm gonna say it. To the, I'll say the same thing I said then. I'll say it today. Yeah, yeah. 
I said, yeah, but fuck iron braids, isn't it? And this guy oh. looked at me like, what? Oh, what was he was going to move to me like heavy, right? Kane was going to move to me. So I will say this. This was probably, what, 10 years ago? No, no, no. Yeah, maybe about 10 years ago or something now. Yeah, fuck iron braids then. Fuck the fly hooligan now. That's what I'll say. Wow. Um, yeah, there you go. But now, Kane, wow. I appreciate you. Love yeah. and respect to you always. All the time. Always, always. Kane is the very first person so me and my me and my wife been together ten years this week. Full clip, and K Knight is the very first person that knew we were an item when everyone else okay. didn't know because I trusted him yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, come on, come on. Obviously, shout out to Roxy as well. Get me Roxy's the homie from back in the day as well. You get me? So yeah, 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 yeah. yeah and, really and cool Kay- to see you not get together, man, because like you're not just both blessed. You get me? You, you yeah, I appreciate it. you vouched for her too in it because I, I I didn't trust her at first. I'm like, who is this in it? Who is this person? Like, nah, you like, man, nah, <laughs> uh, nah, she's definitely that one of the most. I'm messing with people you. I've ever met. But yo. Summit, what's going on, bro? How are you just going to say that, bro? What? I, bro, <laughs> listen, once we finish, I'll, I'll play you. Once we finish it, I'll play you his nickname for me. I can't play that on it. Um, so, yeah, yeah, fuck him. What, do you not actually not get along? Nah, I don't like that guy, bro. He's, listen, they're homies, bro. You eat, bro, they go to, listen, man. F- Hooli was at his wedding. Summit should shut up. Oh, all right, cool. When he, when he hears this, he's going to laugh, but fuck him, innit? <laughs> Nah, you can't say fucking <laughs> <laughs> To be honest. You know what's crazy though? I can imagine what Summit says when I'm not around, bro. To be honest, no, no, to be honest. I reckon it's wild. What about, no, no, no. To be honest, what I say about Huli, would you guys, I say far worse to him, to his face. It's all right. It's fine. Okay, it's fine. cool. It's fine. He knows, he knows. But he's at your wedding, so. Yeah, yeah no, that's my, my guy, man. That's my you're, guy. You, you confuse me sometimes, though, because I don't know when you'll be serious. <laughs> <laughs> And you know what? Normally, I'm the one that's got that old people, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. no. Fuck him, bro. Fuck him. Fuck him, bro. Him and his Ben Kingsley, bro. Man, fuck that shit. Um, Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll do that. We'll we'll do that. We should let let this go. This has been a good conversation amongst friends. Yeah, man. I appreciate you, bro. 100%. 100%. Listen, keep my wife's name. (laughs) Peace once again to K913. F the fly hooligan. Uh, Yeah, I said it. Yeah, I said it. Yeah, I said it. (laughs) Um, dude, I'm going to catch a lot of flack for this one, bro. Yeah, um, you, you can never come to Northwest London, bro. I, I don't bro, I was there yesterday. It's all right, isn't it? Um, also, you came and didn't holler at me. Nah, like, nah, I, I, was, I, was, I really wasn't there. But I can go anywhere, bro. I'm good in every hood. No, you can't. Let me no, talk about tough no, shit. Let me talk about tough shit. What? 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 I watched Top Boy. What? I'm tough now, apparently. What? You are wild, bro. Bro, when you talk about my Lauren, hey, talk about my now Lauren. Now you see him, yeah? Do Shane. Do Shane. Do Shane. talk about my Lauren. Of, Duchesne, of fucking listen, yeah. fuck you up. He said he said Duchesne's name with every vowel and syllable. Yo, I bro. like, like him, bruv. Curtis, bruv. Curtis, bruv. I can't do it. Can't they do need it. to do a Curtis, Curtis and V spinoff, bro. He was wild. Let me tell you something. Isn't it? I love the fact that they got a man from Liverpool with it because that... he's not from Liverpool, bro. He's, Curtis is Liverpool. He's Liverpoolian. He's Manchester. I'm pretty sure he's Liverpoolian. Yeah, Liverpoolian, bro. I'm pretty. Is sure. he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, yeah. I watched this interview bro. with him talking, bro. He sound like he's like from down here. Oh no, no, he might. Uh, genuinely, in real life, he might be down here. But the character Curtis and V. I literally thought he was from Liverpool, bro. He did listen. He was the gulliest character. They had to get rid of him. Bro. I, yeah, they had to. I love, I love him, bro. I wish they carried. Duchesne. 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 Jordan. What's your name? Listen. Naomi. Well, Naomi, Listen, when you see Shelley, you know what I mean? It's, 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 it's deep, but anyway. Do Shane. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Speaking, <laughs> it's, it's, I was I said, let me get my gulliness off, but I've done that now. I'm, I'm okay now. I'm okay. I'm, I'm rehabilitated. It. I'm okay. I'm back. I'm back. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, um, it's like all those, um, 
this morning crowd, and it was talking about the Will Smith Chris Rock thing. I can't believe it. Kenneth Branagh was nominated for an Oscar for the eighth time and won only this time. And Will Smith has gone and smacked a man on stage. It's terrible. Well, you know, you know, because you know, them people only like systemic violence, bro. Yeah, yeah, they only like violence when it's um, yeah, yeah, systemic violence across a uh, hundred, hundreds of thousands of years, isn't it? Bro? I just want to know. I just want to know when when is Flint gonna get water? Shut up about it, Will Smith, innit? Colonization's okay, but a slap on the face, innit? It's not okay. Yeah, safe, safe, safe. Mm. I hear you, innit? Imperialism, yeah, safe, safe. Slap, no, okay, okay. Anyway, but now I appreciate K Knight once again. This has gone way off, um, but I appreciate him once again. Now he's he's a good brother, man, and and we wish yeah, him all is. the best. And he's Family. working with he's working with some some um, tough 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 hitters. And uh, long may should that continue as well. So we word, appreciate it, man. But you can follow us at Break the Atoms Twitter and Instagram. Chris's handle is at I am Kinetic. Mine's is at Hip Hop Chronicle. Bun that until next week. We'll be back with another episode. So peace, peace, and war report coming soon. Thank you.